Welcome to Pastor Talk, presented by Grace View Baptist Church in Burleson, Texas. Well, all right, here we are. It is 9.30. It is Monday. It is January 17th, and we have Pastor Talk. I'm glad you guys have tuning in. I know some of you are jumping on right now, and uh, so you're jumping on Facebook, you're jumping on YouTube, checking this out, and we are excited that you are here. Hopefully, we're going to have a few people joining us today because in studio, we have Jane and Summer from Next Step Women's Center here in Burleson, Texas, and yesterday was Sanctity of Life Sunday, and Next Step joined us at Graceview, had a table, answered some questions as we talked about the sanctity of life. And I wanted them to be able to join me on the podcast to be able to talk a little bit more about this, about the ministry, what it does, how the heartbeat bill has affected the ministry that they're dealing with right now, and just be able to get into some of the questions and some of the topics that we don't really get to get to on Sunday mornings in a in a service like that. And so I'm excited that they are here. Uh, Jane has been with Next Step Women's Center for 27 years. Yeah. And so Jane, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself, kind of uh, who you are, why why Next Step Women's Center has been such a passion and a, a ministry for you. And then we'll get into uh, kind of the, the passing of the baton to uh, to Summer and what, what that's going to kind of look like and get to know Summer a little bit. Okay. Well, um, boy, it started when I was 16. Um, actually, before then, um, I lived in California and back then California, even though... Um, um, before Roe v. Wade, abortions were legal. And so I was very involved in church and um, in the pro-life movement, um, even when I was 13, I remember. Anyway, when I was 16, I, well, yes, I got pregnant first time I had sex, and I made an adoption plan for my baby. And, you know, it was a good experience for me. Um, my cousins were adopted, so I knew um, how adoption, um, how adopted children were. You know, they mm-hmm. were extra loved. Um, it was, of course, very difficult. You know, I grieved for that child, but I never regretted my decision and um, never knew that God would use me through that. I, w- I kind of was thrown into this ministry, but um, as uh, they wanted to hire me, uh, well, they they um, asked me to be the interim director of hmm. um, 27 years ago, just for three or four months. Of course, and, um, that's how it always starts, yes. right? And then they wanted to hire me, but I couldn't afford it with um, two kids um, and because the daycare was so expensive. So they were able to get me um, free childcare at First Baptist so that I could be the director. Wow. And so i um, been there ever since and just fell in love with um, working with the young ladies and loving them and uh, ministering to them. And so um, um, it's going to be difficult. Um, I'm going to be retiring soon, and Summer is going to be taking my place. Um, but I am transitioning to the board so that I can stay a part of this ministry and our future growth. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I was going to say, um, keeping you away would not uh, would would be a difficult deci- difficult task. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, good. So, Summer, you're going to be stepping into that role. Yes. And so, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, why sure. this is a passion for you? I um I grew up in Burleson, and I grew up pro life too. And it's just it's funny what happens um, when when reality happens. I found myself pregnant. Mm. In in high school, I did not know that there was a pregnancy center here in Burleson because I have been open since 1986. I did not know pregnancy centers existed. Mm. And I I made the decision to have an abortion. And unlike Jane, Jane's decision, I did regret it immediately. Mm. And I spent Mm. 
many, many years with severe anxiety and depression, um, not realizing that it was from my abortion. Mm. And I actually married uh, my husband and I, my husband was, was the father and we actually got married, which usually does not happen. Right. Uh, but we did get married and we had kids and uh, I found myself volunteering at, at uh, the pregnancy center. Back then it was called Burleson Pregnancy Aid Center and because I was going to help other women. And Jane talked me into going through a post-abortion Bible study called Forgiven and Set Free. And I did not think I needed it because I was okay. <laughs> I just, I was quirky with my anxiety. I just, it was just who I was. And it was through that I realized how broken I was mm. and how much healing I needed. Yeah. And so it, I, I received that healing. My husband received healing. And so from that point forward, it, it, this has been a passion to, to me to help other women who are walking through that same path. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how when God takes us through a season, um, whether that's a season of faithfulness or a season of rebellion, mm-hmm. that, uh, that he always uses it. Absolutely. On the backside. My, my um, verse or my, my chapter that, I, that um, I stand on is Psalm 51. Mm-hmm. And that, that is when I received my healing is when I went through Psalm 51 and just the chains were broken. Yeah. So when I, we were, uh, Paige and I were 16, uh, when we found out that we were pregnant with our daughter, Jordan. And uh, that was the end of our junior year. Uh, we were married my senior year, September of my senior year of high school. We were married. Jordan was born in January of that year. And uh, I graduated high school as a husband and a father. And so walking through that season as well, I have seen over the 28 years um, of how God has taken that season where we were not faithful, we were we were rebellious. We're not gonna, I'm not going to sugarcoat that, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also going to understand that God's grace is sufficient, and He brought us through, and we were able to use our story and use our seasons mm-hmm. um, to be able to minister to people who have have gone through those things. And you know, praise God. Jordan is is doing great, and she's she's awesome, and uh, she's it's kind of one of those things where uh, you know now she looks back and she texts us on her birthday which was just a few weeks ago. And she goes, thanks for having me. And it was one of those things as a dad, I was just like, that's cool. That's cool. Um, And so this is always a special ministry uh, Mm -hmm. for, for us and in very different reasons. Um, Some are because of personal reasons, some because of things I've seen people go through, but it's one of those, it's one of those ministries that I feel like it's important for us to be able to, to highlight and be able to push people toward, because ultimately what we are talking about is, as we talked about yesterday, that the people are created in the image of God. And, um, this is a, this is a ministry that is, that is something for, for Christians that we need to be passionate about. We need to be committed to, because ultimately we are talking about image bearers Mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that, uh, that they are able to live and able to do the things that God has, has called them to do. And so, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the, um, the center. Now I used to know next step women's center, and I will still to this day, sometimes call it Burleson pregnancy aid center. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll just be, it'll just kind of be that. Yeah. It's Burleson. Pre- oh wait, no, it's not called that anymore. It's called, and I'll have to, to go back to, uh, to the memory banks, but I know it's next step women's center. And, um, why don't we talk a little bit about Jane, just kind of how it started when you got there and then kind of some of the transitions you've seen over the 27 years. And then Summer, I want to jump into kind of what does the future look like okay. and some of some of those goals. So Jane, why don't you kind of talk about that? Okay. Well, the Center West started in 86 by three people from Crestmont Baptist Church. 
And they just wanted to address that um, there are other options because it was easy for everybody to get abortions, but not easy for them to continue their pregnancy with the other two choices of adoption or parenting. Mm -hmm. And so the center started, well, actually they got together in 1985 and then 1986, the first stats were um, recorded. Um, And so they had, I believe, three directors before me when I came on the scene in 94. And um, and so um, what we were doing was just pregnancy tests. And um, we did have a nurse come in and sign the verification of pregnancy for us so they can get on their Medicaid. And since then, um, we um, went medical. We actually moved into our present facility um, and we kept growing. We actually have four suites in our building now that we own. And, um, and so we started, we received our first sonogram in 1999 and started sonograms in 2000. And, um, that really makes a difference. And what, what overall in the, um, throughout the nation, they said when sonograms are performed, only 10% will choose abortion after Mm -hmm. seeing their baby. Wow. Um, actually, for us at the center, it's less than 1%. Wow. Yes, because um, we really want to develop relationships with these young women. Mm-hmm. And our goal, our, our mission really is to, um, to share the gospel and to save the baby. So yeah. we're involved with them both spiritually and physically. We want to save lives. That's awesome. Um, so we ended up starting, um, we opened up Rachel's Hope Resale to help our ministry. And then we um, started um, prenatal and parenting classes, and we um, did an abstinence program that took off the ground. There was just so many new aspects. And um, the abstinence program, we went into the schools and um, were there for three days. And we had a lot of youth ministers helping us with that. I think Paige helped us at yeah, one point when did. we first started. Yep, yes, she did. Um, we have since stopped that ministry because we just didn't have the volunteers to help us with it because it got so big. Yeah, um, we um, just recently hired um, an employee to, um, and she is certified by Health and Human Services, and she gets the girls on Medicaid now. Okay, so they don't have to go to the Medicaid office anymore. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ministries. We also have the post-abortion uh, ministry, the Forgiven and Set Free. Um, while while Summer was taking a hiatus, we did this um, Surrendering the Secret post-abortion mm. ministry, which was really um, beautiful. And so um, we, we do work with the young women um, that have gone through that choice to heal. Wow, that's awesome. Summer, okay. what about, think about the future. You know, if you could, maybe you have specific plans, maybe you're just in the dreaming stage right now. Right. But what are some of the things that if you say, man, if God would allow us to do this, or if these doors open up, what would that look like? I, I know it's been a dream of all of us at Next Step to um, eventually get into a bigger building and go full medical. Mm. Do everything that Planned Parenthood does, except for the abortion and except for birth control. So we can offer that prenatal care, that we can offer well women checkups, and that we we can be um, just really whole woman. And so I would love, I'm, 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 I'm dreaming and praying that God's going to open the door. And he's starting to, and, and we're kind of in that dreaming phase of that. And I believe that God will... Um, find the right spot, find the right people, find everything that we need for that dream to come, come true. Wow. That's awesome. That would be absolutely amazing. So if you were absolutely. to be able to go 
full medical. Yes. What would that look like to, to where, what would be some of the things that you could do that you can't do now? Well, we would have, um, a, a physician that, like I said, we could do that, that prenatal care, mm -hmm. um, especially through the first trimester while they're trying to get on Medicaid and things like that so that they can go ahead and start, start having that prenatal care that they, that is so vital in those first months. And so that we can go ahead and do that so that we can, um, do STI testing, which is extremely important too. And I'd like to offer that to, to, um, men as well as, as women, because uh, it is important. Mm -hmm. um, sexual health is a, a very important. And that, again, helps us build those relationships. That opens those doors for those conversations to talk about things like that. Um, again, the, the, the well woman visits, um, dare I say, I mean, just even like, uh, you know, uh, breast cancer screening, you know, things like that, that we, that we could just really dive into. There's just so many doors that could be opened to help with that, to help facilitate her choosing life and then becoming a family. Yeah, that'd be great. So, Erin, we have been working on that. Um, yes. We actually have the plans. We have um, we have several people that are involved in this um, program. We're just waiting on the land, and um, we have a free architect, um, then a free me um, mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and civil engineer and surveyor that have all come on board to help us with this project. And the the building will be thirteen thousand square feet. Okay. And we will be um, housing also a free medical clinic here in Burleson. Oh, awesome! That's that will be in the same building. Okay. So mm -hmm. so you just need some land. Yes. Okay. Yes. How much acreage are you talking? Um, one. Um, to two acres. One to two acres. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that doesn't seem like a big ask. No. Um, well, we, we've been working with somebody, but now the, some of the church members are saying, we don't want to let go of this land. Uh, and so it's just been a waiting game for us. Gotcha. Uh -huh. well, that's... Um, I do want to also say that um, one of the things that Summer said was that we want to do everything Planned Parenthood does mm -hmm. except for, but we on the prenatal care, Planned Parenthood doesn't do prenatal care. That's true. So, we'll so we more. would be doing more. Uh -huh. That's great. That's good. So let's talk about some of the things that are happening right now. Right. And uh, I know you mentioned some stats. Let's talk about those and and specifically kind of tie those into kind of the current culture of where we're at now that the heartbeat bill has been uh, established here in the state of Texas. You know, since the heartbeat bill, at the about the time that the heartbeat bill um, came, became the, the law, which was September 1st, we started a new marketing campaign uh, for our for our clients to find us and so since so the heartbeat bill plus our new marketing we have seen a huge increase in in girls coming in and so the the first week we were back from Christmas in that week we saw 96 clients in a week and it was it was really cool I was actually unfortunately sick that week but I've I feel like God planned that because we were out of space. And so they were able to use my office uh, to because there was just no space to, to see everybody. And so uh, they were able to use my office to, to see clients. And so it was just, it was crazy. And it's just been building. We've been, I, I think we have a busy week this week too scheduled. And so it's just an increase. With the heartbeat bill, there is an, uh, there's less time. We used to could tell girls, it's okay, slow down. You have time to, to decide. Now time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. And so things are more, more critical and, and their world is stopped. Yeah. And so we're needing to get them in and getting that, that sonogram so mm -hmm. that they can see 
and that changes everything. Yeah. So you said uh, before we got on the air, you said you know that ni- that ninety six number was sometimes the amount of people you would see in a month. In a month, yes. <laughs> and so, so we've you've ramped up four hundred percent. Absolutely. In in that, and so so you're using every square inch. Every square inch of that building yes. constantly. Yes. Which is one more reason why this land is so important mm-hmm. to be able to expand because you're seeing more more people coming in. Yes. Now we talked about it earlier um, about how you know what is the what is kind of the scope and the turnaround time? And you were saying, you know, well, before we could have, you know, a week to two weeks to follow, uh, up. To, to follow up. And now you're talking about, what, 24 hours? 24 hours, yes. And so what does a follow-up look like for you guys? We're calling them. Okay. We are call- Because we what we want to, it's it's so funny that people think that abort- or, uh, pregnancy centers, when as soon as we, you know, they say we're going to choose life, that, that we disappear. No, no, that's where the relationship begins. Mm-hmm. And so we're following up. And we're um, having that conversation, talking to them. How are you feeling? Were you able to talk to the father? Were you able to talk to your parents? What can we help you? How can we assist you? And so that's what that follow-up is looking like, starting that relationship. And I will say that we have, Jane has relationships with with people from follow-ups that their kids are now graduated high school and, and things like that. And it's just from a matter of following up and beginning that relationship. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible because, and that really is the difference that a gospel driven ministry brings to the table, Mm -hmm. you know, not to toot my own horn, but yesterday when I was talking about, you know, we don't just support ministries, we have to sacrifice for them. I'm talking about how pro-life cannot just be a, Hey, we, we don't want you to have an abortion. Right. Pro-life is everything from the time of conception all the way through people walking and whether that winds up being foster and adoption, Mm -hmm. whether that means the person keeps it and they need help. But we as Christians, we need to be able to say, you know, we, we're going to walk with you through this process no matter right. what. It's not enough to have a sign and yell at a, a uh, abortion clinic and say, don't kill your baby. Right. That you know, work. It, you've got to be able to have people that are walking through the entire process. And invest. Yes. And that's why it's so important. And so that's why volunteers are important. That's why financial support is important. And uh, and somebody needs to give them a couple acres of land, <laughs> you know, right. to be able to to be able to do this, uh, you know. So that's another phase of support. And so, ninety six people in one in one week. Yes. What are some other stats that you guys are tracking right now? Oh, but let me. I'm going to go in on the prenatal and parenting classes okay. real yeah. quick. Okay. So what we want to do is not only do we want the the girls to um, love being a parent, we want them to be good parents. And we want them to know that they've got it, the confidence, because we know that um, 56% of abortions occur with the woman already has one child at home. Mm. And so we want them to just have no problems parenting. And if that's the case, then um, if they get pregnant again, abortion will not be on the table. Yeah. And so what we did is we started an incentive program. And so we give out baby bucks that they could either spend at our resale store at Rachel's Hope Resale, or they can spend it in our boutique for new items. But also we give them, during our prenatal classes, we give them swag bags, which they get every week, and it includes diapers. And then when they come to parenting classes, after the prenatal classes, they get a pack of diapers. Yeah. And so um, what we decided is if they go to 12 classes, they could pick their choice of a car seat, a pack and play, a high chair, or a stroller, a brand new one. 
And um, actually, we had so many people taking it, and then their children are getting older. So we've added a little a toddler cha- table and chairs, the toddler booster seat, and toddler bed. Toddler bed. Wow. And so actually, we've had one girl take over 60 classes. So the, wow. And not only are we doing that for the girls, but we're doing it for the fathers of the baby. And so um, so we have some great stats with what we've given out. How many diapers did we give out last year? So in 2021, we gave out 137 and 15 diapers. 100, I mean, 100,000, 137,000 137, diapers. Wow. Diapers. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of diapers. That's a lot of bottoms. That is. That is a <laughs> lot of diapers. Wow. Yeah. So um, so we, we keep busy and um, and we give out so much, but they keep coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're doing right now, all we're doing on the classes is we're doing them on Zoom. Okay. So if they do have children at home, they don't have to find a babysitter and they can sit in the, um, the privacy of their own home and participate in the classes, yes. wow. even though it's Zoom. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's neat. Now, was that something that you guys changed during, you during know, COVID? During COVID? Yeah, it's really interesting that the stats um, in 1999, I mean, sorry, 2019, um, go ahead and talk about the client's client visits from year to year. So in uh, 2019, we had uh, 1,782 client visits. Okay. So that's pretty good. In 2020, which we know is when when COVID, Mm -hmm. when our world changed, we had 3,220 client visits. An 80% increase. That was an 80% increase. Mm -hmm. In 2021, this past year, we had 5,892 client visits. Wow. So it's just increased, and I believe um, we're. It's just going to continue. Yeah, I'm ex- so excited to see what God's going to do in 2022. I mm-hmm. think that this number. I think it's going to be doubled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about you know that, um, there's something coming on the horizon here. Yes. Um, that we could be handing down probably around June. Yes. That the Supreme Court will be uh, making a ruling on, mm-hmm. and that will have direct implication on Roe v. Wade. Yes. Um, and based upon just the opening arguments and some of the questions that the Supreme Court justices were asking, um, I think the pro-life, uh, I think we have a, a good um, opportunity here to be able to see Roe v. Wade possibly yeah. um, struck down. And uh, this is something we've been praying for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thinking about those numbers mm-hmm. and thinking about the fact that Roe v. Wade could possibly be struck down this year. Right. Those numbers could skyrocket even oh, more. Absolutely, we, it, they could um, quadruple. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so so we're we're talking about you know, one hundred and thirty seven thousand diapers is absolutely nothing compared to what could be coming. Absolutely, um, for for next step, and so this is something that we've got to kind of think uh, proactively about. Yes. Um, and so, what when you think about these numbers, I mean, that's just staggering to even consider. You know that that you could be looking at 20,000 visits mm-hmm. in a year mm-hmm. um, or more. What are some needs that you say, okay, we need to have these things in place Absolutely. in order for, for, for us to be able to effectively um, communicate the gospel with people, effectively serve these people, effectively mm-hmm. plug them in? Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is become, you know, just a baby mill, if you will, on the opposite side, right. you know, mm-hmm. to where people are just kind of coming in, they're not faces, they're numbers now. Um, those relationships aren't going to be able to be had. And so what are some things that you're thinking about to to prepare, if you will, to to take these steps um, 
And, and what are some of the needs that come along with that, those steps? The, the immediate need that comes to my mind um, is, is volunteers. Mm-hmm. We have got to arm up with volunteers. And um, sometimes those volunteers aren't going to be, you know, right now we're open Monday through Thursday. We're going to have to open up Monday through Friday, possibly, you know, other times other than just during the day. So we need volunteers that, that might can think outside of the box and, and be available at different times. But volunteers is probably going to be our biggest thing that we're going to have to arm up with. Volunteers to see clients, volunteers to uh, do the what we call soul care, which is the spiritual aspect of meeting with our clients. Volunteers for our prenatal and our parenting classes to help facilitate those volunteers we've got to arm up right now with with volunteers that's going to be a huge need and we also need men and we, we really are, are one of our biggest goals right now is to have a men's program yes okay. um, these young men that come into the center we're we're taking them as women which is tough you know because it'd be great for them to have somebody to relate to but these men want to be ministered to mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite things that I get to do is to talk to the young man but um, we really do need to have a men's program so hopefully in the future we'll be in the plans for this new building we do have a men's office and a, a man cave and so um, it's needed yes That's it needed. is because you know a lot of these young men don't have a father figure yeah. and they don't know what a father looks like and they really need to be um, walked alongside of. Neat. Mm-hmm. Neat. So when you say volunteers, how many? What does that mean? Like, you know, because I know as a pastor, you know, when I say, hey folks, we need volunteers, everybody thinks, well, they're going to do it. Right. But if I say we need six volunteers for this job mm-hmm. right now, um, we never have a problem filling it that way. Sure. So what does that look like? And I know we're talking a little bit of apples and oranges sure. in here, but um, when you say we need volunteers, uh, what number does that mean? Like we need 20 tomorrow? You know what? That, that's funny that you say 20. That's the number that just came to my mind before you said that. Okay. <laughs> 20 is the number that I have in mind. We also, uh, I need to mention this, uh, we do have a Fort Worth location. And a good majority of our, our clients that we are seeing in our Fort Worth location are Spanish speaking. Okay. So uh, bilingual volunteers is is really needed as well. Nurses. We need nurses or um, registered sonographers that can help with our sonograms so okay. that we can we can amp up our, our sonograms as well. Okay. So yeah, it's just funny that you said twenty because that literally is a number that 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 God like popped in my head. Wow. And usually a volunteer volunteers once a week for four hours. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So we're not talking, you know, every, uh, two hours every day. No. No. And um, and they are, um, if they're going to be working um, one-on-one with a client, they have, go through a lot of training. Good. We okay. do not just throw them in a room no. and say, here you go. Mm-hmm. We, we give them a lot of training and make sure that they are ready. Yeah. And all volunteers are background checked, I'm assuming. Yes, oh, definitely. You know. We have three background checks okay. to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not just going to walk in off the street and go, hey, I'd like to help, and you're right. going to get thrown into a room. No. no. You're going to go through You're going to go through the process, and then you're going to go through the training yes. before you wind up in. So that way, you can sit in the room, and you can have some confidence. And mm-hmm. for the people coming in, they can know that this is a safe place. Absolutely. For the, for the as well. All right. Well, we're coming up on the, uh, on the clock, and um, what we're going to do, I just got a text from Angie a little bit ago. She said... Uh, that for it's it's live on the app, but for some reason only 17 seconds hit on the Facebook feed. So we're going to repost this on Facebook so people can do it. But we can't do the Q and A piece, which is fine. Um, 
So what we can do though is this, is if you have questions and you're watching um, on this replay, if you want to uh, have questions for Next Step, you can call them. What's the phone number that they can call you at? 817-295-4101. Okay, or you can drop by. And Anytime. The, and Anytime. the location is? 250 Northwest Tarrant Avenue, okay. Suite J. There you go. And if you're wondering what that's by, go to Chicken Express, go behind it, and yes. you're there, right? <laughs> Everybody knows where Chicken Express is. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. I tell when people are like, where's it at? Do you know where Chicken Express is? Yes, I do. Okay. You're going to be able to find it easily right there. Well, good. So if you have questions or you want to drop by or you want to talk about volunteering, um, they would love to see you. We need to find 20 people for there. So as I'm kind of thinking about takeaways from this, um, I'm thinking, you know, things that I need to be praying for you guys about. Uh, Volunteers. 20 volunteers, specifically nurses and people that can help with sonograms, uh, somebody to be able to give two acres worth of land in Burleson. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, there's three names that I'm thinking about right now that should have already stepped up and done this. But, um, uh, you know, we're, we've got to, that's, that's a need. And, uh, and also just be praying that, that, that God will give opportunities for these gospel conversations for people to be saved. Yes. Because at the end of the day, um, that's the ultimate desire. Mm-hmm. is for people to come to know in a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, it's important, and that's not to negate the the, the understanding of, of life is valuable. Um, but if somebody is born, they're also going to die. Mm-hmm. And they need to be able to know that they can have eternity with Jesus Christ. And the only way to have that is by confessing of their sin and putting their faith in Jesus Christ, that he did die on the cross for their sins and rise on the third day. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that that people understand that that though this is uh, the methods are to to save lives and to have babies born and to walk with moms and that kind of thing, the underlying process is always the gospel, Amen. and we want to make sure that Jesus is is exalted and lifted up in this ministry. And so I just I just want to say thank you for both to both of you in the ministry that you've done in Burleson and what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you guys. We're praying for you. And uh, if there's any ever specific needs that, that Graceview can help out, just it, it, please let us know. We've got people that are always just kind of like, how can I help? How can I help in, in different areas? And so just appreciate you guys. And thanks for coming on. Today. Thank you so much. All right. Well, good. Well, we will be back in two weeks, actually three weeks because January has five uh, Sundays, but we will be back here in a few weeks on Pastor Talk where we are going to be diving into uh, some some thoughts about uh, marriage and what does healthy marriage look like? What does healthy uh, families look like? We've got... Um, uh, uh, one of the professors from Southwestern Seminary is going to be joining me. And so it's going to be a great time. So make sure that you mark your calendars for the first Monday in uh, February at 930 to join us on Pastor Talk. And again, if you do not have a church, we would love for you to visit Graceview. Uh, we have services every Sunday at 9 and at 1030. If you live in the Burleson, John Alvarado area, stop on by. We'd love to see you guys. Thanks for watching today. See you in a couple weeks.